You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Dolphins Podcast, a proud member of the Dolphin Talk Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alex Sides and me, Scott Quiggle. Hey everyone, before we get started today, I'd like to ask a favor of you. Please go to our website at twooldolphans.com and sign up for email notifications. The only time we typically send anything out is when we publish a podcast. Um, and you will receive that email immediately upon us publishing it, which guarantees that you will hear the podcast probably a day before anyone else, as it's taking very long to populate the various uh, platforms, you know, iTunes and Google Play and Spotify these days. So do that. Um, we'd also like to grow the podcast, so if you could follow us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, that would be great. Tell your friends about us. That would be even better. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the very last episode of Season 6 of Two Old Dolphins Podcast. It is a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> there you go. No Thursday following, football Following, yeah, following our playoff loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. So I guess we'll mention the game and what we saw there. But really, this episode's about wrapping things up, what we saw over the season, uh, how we feel about players and coaches and contracts and and all that stuff. And, you know, what what we think as uh, as gurus that are clearly far superior than any Dolphin staff member. Just kidding there. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so how are you doing today, Alex? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've actually started my healing process from uh, the annual meltdown. Yeah, me too. Which I really, this year, did not expect. I because didn't, yes. I erroneously thought that we have been building, we have built a team that could actually play in snow, play in bad weather, yeah. play, and obviously we we may have that team, but we certainly didn't call the game. Uh, like You know, we just... right. You know, we wished, yes, you yeah. have to have a strong running game in order to survive in, in harsh weather environments. And quit and calling those passing plays. All not, year not long, we had statistics that showed us that when we ran the ball, we did very well. And uh, and you can share those with us. Alex has done a ton of homework. Well, um, I, I My process for healing has been to disconnect a bit. I even thought about taking all my dolphin stuff and just putting it in a box until next year. And <laughs> burning it. No, no. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Now, you but, know, guys, uh, yeah. now the, the season ended in a disappointment, but there is a, there, there's always that, that little, you know, I try to be optimistic and say, you know, what what went well, what went bad. Uh, yes. In the Agile mindset, this is called a retrospective. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, uh Many weeks ago, we questioned uh, McDaniel. Yeah. Well, 
to some extent, we've been questioning him all year. Well, many weeks ago, many, so, many weeks, I yeah. questioned his play calling. And I said, here, you know, I'm, I'm really concerned that this guy doesn't have a grip on it, that there's an issue. That the, he doesn't have a feel for the doesn't game. doesn't have a feel, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've started listening to other podcasts today and I started listening to people saying a lot harsher words than we were saying. So uh, here's the thing about that, Alex, mm-hmm. is that those other podcasts and people writing articles about the Dolphins are post-mortem yeah. talkers and writers. Mm-hmm. If you go back, first of all, let me pause and and say this. If you have been listening to our podcast since the beginning, that's incredible. If you're you. listening this season and you've made it through the whole season, thank you. We we appreciate you uh, very and, much. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we have said before we do this for ourselves because we've always had this conversation and we really enjoy doing it, but. We also really appreciate you listening in. And for those that have listened in, know that Alex and I tell it like we see it. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know, we may curtail language or passion or something about uh, around negativity when we lose a game or something mm-hmm. like that. But but we're still going to tell you what we see in terms of everything, strategy and coaching and GMing and just players and everything. And so we've kind of reached that point now where we want to sum things up. But listening to and reading the other stuff, I don't want to repeat what they said. And I want to point you to our previous episode and say, if, you, if you've been with us this whole time, then you, you know where we're going and yeah, where we've been. But what we did is, you know, earlier I said, boy, there's a problem here. And it looks like the offense is our issue. And yep. we started bringing that up and said, this offense just doesn't seem, it seems, I'm not going to say the word that everybody's been using the F word, that we're a fraud. You can't lead the NFL in total yardage. You can't do all the, all this. I know statistics are for losers, but we did have an offense that produced historically well for Miami. It did not produce well in important games. And that's the key. That's the caveat. Right? That's the pro- and that's where the coaching that comes 70 in. That 70-point game that we had has uh, made our overall statistics less accurate than they truly are. Yeah, it, it really – well, we had we had good games, but who were they – We did. Who, who, it was the, Washington. Denver, when Denver was terrible. Yeah. Washington when they were terrible. Yeah. But against the good teams, we Carolina, had under 16 points a game. Which we were at. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 against good teams, we we were we were literally you know under 16 points a game. Yeah. And I just looked at those numbers: seven, fourteen, nineteen, twenty, fourteen, twenty. What well, we said with good let's teams. Be specific about playoff them. teams. Yeah. Right. Okay. Playoff teams. Yes. Because uh, in the NFL, everybody's good. Any, any given Sunday, anyone can beat you. Sure. Tennessee. They did. The case in point. It, with a miracle. You know. You know, two touchdowns in the last couple of minutes of the game to upset our apple cart. And which really was the wrecking ball that sent us into a spin. So. It sent us in. Yeah. But, but then being, being shellacked and yeah, by that we t- had every opportunity to make a statement, beat, you know, mm-hmm. go into Baltimore and, and beat the Ravens uh, at home, beat the bills for AFC East championship. Sure. We had all the shots. We had all so. the shots. And obviously we, we, everybody knows that what happened, the collapse that we had, yep. how bad, we have been again at the end of the year, but this year, I think we have the the, the tools. If I used to think we were a lesser 
talented team. Mm-hmm. But now we have six pro bowlers or all pro. Yeah. Um, and if you look at the alternate list, it's even more than that. It's yeah. quite a bit more than that. I mean, we had a quarterback that ended up top three in every statistic. Yeah. We had a defense that really has some great players, a great amount of injuries, worse than our offensive team, I thought. Uh, losing stars left and right are two, you know, we all know the stories who the guys that went out, Phillip, Chubbs, it just goes on and on. Uh, but what I saw at the end was a team. Here's my concern. I think we're talented. I just think that we've been saying, we said it last time, McDaniel has to grow. Yeah. And he has to take a big step, man. And he did A big step. He didn't. He didn't I think, adjust during the season. I think he got better than the first year. Yeah. No, I mean, between what year one and two, it's clear that he solved some, some things, but left a lot of other things unchanged. And I... This is one of the things I worry about, McDaniel, if you want to get into that. Yeah, let's where do it. he at least visually observing is not somebody that either adjusts or is good at adjusting. It's one of the two of those. I mean, when perfect example, the playoff game against Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. He comes out of the tunnel, he gets interviewed, he says the exact things that we were thinking before the game. We need to control the clock. Mm-hmm. We need to run the ball more. And we talked about it. We need to mm-hmm. keep the ball away from their offense. We need to rest our defense. He basically said those things to the and reporter, which were vanilla, and mm-hmm. did none of them. And this what has happened repeatedly. the bleep. Yeah, but how many times has this happened throughout the year? Uh, you know, we, we every got, time we, we got to start. Every time we play, yeah, we, we got to run team. the ball. We, you know, we I yep. got I, I I abandoned the run too early. Yeah, and then abandons it early again. Yeah, and again and again. Uh huh. So we haven't, we, we, you know, my concern with McDaniel. One run didn't work. But here's the whole thing. I got to abandon it. Okay. It, it, early in the season, I was just having this conversation with my son, Alejandro. Yep. And saying, Alejandro, you know, I think that we should bring in He Henry. should have been in on this episode just to be a foil for us. Well, we wanted, I wanted Henry last year, and I still want, I want a bruiser. I don't care if it's Henry, honestly. I love Henry because I think he's going to be. I mean, it'll be a nightmare, like we discussed, having him along with all our speed. And by the way, last game, he was clocked at 21.8, running the 60-yard run that he did for a touchdown. Yeah, which okay. is not slow for the old guy. 21.8? For, for the gigantic old guy. I don't think even yeah. my, in my prime when I, I – For that I, guy that people hate tackling. 21.8, a 250-pound human being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. But here's what I see. When I thought we were a team that could make it, to this, you know, in the in, in the in the snow and the bad weather, I'm I'm now the opposite. I think we're a team that can. I, I think we should put a dome in Miami, okay? <laughs> because here's the reality: people say, "Oh, in Miami, we did great. We were ten and one. We lost. We should have. We were that great. We should have tattooed these Tennessee guys for fifty. Yes. But here's the point: let's say we do get a monsoon in Miami. Oh, they a five win team. Yeah, but but let's say we do get one of those big rains in Miami. Uh, Miami, my point is, this team is a timing offense. Yeah. Tua, Tua was the number one quarterback in the NFL, releasing the ball in the 2.5 seconds. Yep. That's all timing. Okay. Our line, with all the injuries, we had a great coach. We did everything. We, we, I thought we did a great job. But, but if you look at our team, uh, for the snow, for any other condition, windy condition, uh-huh. what does that do? That throws off the timing. We right. said we well, don't travel well. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll travel well when you can run the ball. Yes, okay, 100%. Can, and we can run the ball. And we can, but we, we, we have that lack of commitment from Mr. McDaniel. Yeah. And my argument was, let's bring a bruiser. But you're right. Maybe we bring we bring a bruiser, like my son was saying. And if he still doesn't call the plays, doesn't matter. it's not going to matter. I mean, who would you say 
How many it's times? It's our best between the tackled runners, Scott. If I'd prepped better for this, I would have come Scott, with a statistic. But Let who me do say you this. say is our best between the tackled runner? Well, I would think Mostert. But uh, if would I you, were calling the you plays, I would use Wilson. Wilson, right? He's a straightforward runner okay. who can break tackles. How many ru- how many runs do you think Wilson had against Kansas City? Zero. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Mm-hmm. The guy which we all can agree is probably our best between the tackle runner. Yes, and you and I said in the last episode prior to the yeah, after the Bills game, prior mm-hmm. to the KC game that, mm-hmm. that we should be a three-headed monster. That yeah, we, should we, be we getting, were a zero-headed monster. We should be getting Mostert the ball. We should be getting HN the ball. We should be getting Wilson mm-hmm. the ball, all three of those. And we said screens. We saw one screen. <laughs> one yeah, one <laughs> legitimate yeah, screen. Right. Uh, yeah, and we, we all hate at this point. I mean, here's like, here's the goosebumps and the hair standing up on the back of my neck. Mm-hmm. I'm getting an Adam Gase feeling from McD. Oh, no. Yeah, I I did during that game when he went to the same throw it outside to Hill that we got destroyed and lost the game in Germany. Uh, when he did that again, I'm like, we're back in the Adam Gase mode again and again and again. Yep. You know he. We talked about this before about your strength and and, and weaknesses mirroring each other, mm-hmm. and McDaniel's strengths and weaknesses, boy, are they they're so mirroring each other. He is a, an offensive guy that's very creative, and ha- it creates an offense that ga- schemes guys open big yeah. time. But yet we're a team that when we're when we're in the red zone, if it's not Mozart running as as well as he is. We that's it. We're basically we, we we're pass, throwing, pass, pass. We pass, pass, pass. How we, many times on and we don't sh- we don't pass to our tight ends. That's right. This is the statistic that I want to know that I should have looked up. How many times do we pass on third and one or less? If I had a guess at a percentage, in the season, yeah, like a percentage, I would say I would say eighty percent. Yeah, maybe it's even worse. Maybe it's ninety five. Yeah, I, would I, say I don't know what it is. That's insane, dude. If you're averaging eight eight yards a run, if you have the capability to run the ball, if you're having success running the ball, you should be run, running the ball 80 to 90% of the time and then passing as an exception to surprise people. We don't surprise anyone in that circumstance. We have no balance. And yet we ran the ball well. It's crazy. We ran the ball well, but we were so predictable when it came to those situations. Yes. The, the third and one, 32. We also – Dolphins are going to throw – you know, it, it, it really – what killed me was those numbers. And when I look at them again, I mean, the numbers as, as far as what we scored, I mean, we basically were scoring – the high is 22 points, whatever. that uh, against, against good teams. Against good teams. Playoff teams. Yes. Because uh, I, I don't think Dallas is a good team. Well, they're a playoff but, team. You know, uh, so it depends on your definition. You saw them get shellacked pretty well by a Green Bay team. Yeah. By the way, uh, Love looked fantastic. Fantastic. He did. You know, there's all jokes about Flores. That's the guy he wanted, allegedly. <laughs> Boy, I don't know. Love looks pretty damn good. Uh-huh. Anyway, but that's another story for another day. But, you know, 7, 14, 19. I mean, our offense just never showed up. Never showed up. And and I'm telling you this. If we continue. And it declined to the point where the last game was a, sh- a sheer embarrassment. It was like we didn't. We were, again, what we had talked that we never wanted to see was our team once more time showing the playoff and like we don't belong there. Yeah. Like this is this team is a joke, and everybody called it out, oh, yeah. and yep. they were right. We thought for sure we were going to scheme. I mean, we knew we were very injured. We already but, played this team. Yes. They showed us 
what their defense was going to try and do against us. They did it again. Don't and they did it again. Don't you change your scheme? I don't think we we're good at scheming for games against teams. No. I don't. I don't think that's a skill set that McDaniel has. So yes, yeah, so, well, because he's it's difficult when you've never been a coordinator. I. Exactly. And we talked caller. about that before, too. He has zero experience as an offensive coordinator. Now he's a head coach and the offensive coordinator, and he's In my failing. opinion, he is, because Frank Smith, I mean, he's we, failing. We, we said we don't know what the hell he does. Exactly. And hopefully he does something great. I'm sure he's a good coach, and, yeah. and maybe he'll go to Carolina. And well, if, in course... fact, Frank Smith is sitting up there being the one to call the plays, then he's failing. But none of us think that's the case. But no, no, the, the one calling the plays is, yeah. is, is McDaniel. Is McDaniel, yeah. So where do we go from here? Uh, we have a uh, a team that is forty what forty one million over the cap. Yeah. We're, and and there's certain teams that are worse than us. Uh, Chargers forty five, mm-hmm. Bills forty five, mm-hmm. and New England New Orleans with a ridiculous eighty two million. <laughs> that's that's but crazy. Let's talk about the first thing that that's going to come up in the in the off season is Tua. Yeah, that's. The whole Tua war is back on again. Well, let me give you some the numbers. The Tua people that you. love him and the Tua people that hate him. Okay, we can agree that Tua had a hell of a statistically. Statistically, a good year, he had correct? a good year. He had a very poor showing against, against good, good teams. teams. But was that his showing or McDaniel being a bonehead? It's both. Probably. I think it's probably aggregation of two things. Probably. And here's why I think Tua shares part of that responsibility is because – He's not, he's not a maker. He's not a creator. Like, like right. when we were, like I was, I was working and I, I on um, Martin Luther King Day and the mm-hmm. Monday football, and I was going by and I and I said, hey, let me watch the, the the Bills game and I saw Allen take off for a fifty-two yard run for yeah. a touchdown. And yeah. I turned it off. I said I don't even want it in the background uh-huh. because that's the kind of play that we're never going to see from correct. Tour. Okay, but having said that, I think we could win a Super Bowl with a guy like Tua, Tua have we had the the correct team around him. I think Tua is a more accurate passer than much. Allen is. And our team, yeah. okay, what's our offense? It's a timing There's offense. There's pluses and minuses. He's not all bad, and he's no, not not at all. He's not great. But okay, let's talk about Tua for a sec. I'm gonna name you some guys. You tell me, what do you think Tua lands? Well, statistically, or just my no, overall just, just, observation. Yeah, uh, uh, or, overall, overall, if I told because you, because stats are going to tell you he's like the second best quarterback, second in the to league third, or something, yeah, right. But I don't follow. I don't believe in those. But those stats are telling the we truth. We can agree that he's possibly top twelve. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, on those top twelve, I'm going to read you the top twelve quarterbacks out there. We're not in order. Is this like who would you yeah, rather yeah. have? No, who? No, no, no. This is more like money wise. Oh. Because that's where that's where we're going with this. Uh, so, you know, Josh Allen, more money. Yeah, yeah. Well, Josh Allen makes uh, forty three thousand, forty three million a year. He makes so many mistakes. Okay. And yeah, he still can shoulder the team. To he can a take win over every a, time, a, a, you, and everybody's got to be in an emerald yep. with what he's doing, and he could mm-hmm. he could take over a game by himself. Yes, which is crazy. Running, passing, okay. anything. Yep. Uh, Stratford. Ooh, he's on the last legs of his career. Forty million, yeah. Daniel Jones, way overpaid. Forty million. Two is a better quarterback than him. Forty million. Yeah. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah, we're gonna have to pay him more. Derek Carr, with the great he's done management of uh, 
yeah. of the New Orleans. Yeah. $37.5 million. Ugh. Kirk Cousin, $35 million. Hey, Goff, you know, Kirk Cousin, Kirk Cousin is so much better than people give him credit for. He is. He was second in the league or in passing yards for a while. He was number one. Yeah, until uh, got, and then he got hurt. He got hurt. Yeah. But here's a, here's some crazy guys. Uh, Kyle Murray, forty six point one million. Oh God, I'd never want him. Uh, Jalen Hurts, same year of Tua. Yep. Fifty one million. Yeah, he looked so Joe good Burrow, during the first half of the season, and so bad during the second half of the Joe season. Joe Burrow, fifty five million. Burrow, if he could ever stay on the field for a whole season, is just awesome. Now you have injury questions. You've yep. got Lamar Jackson, $52 million, a guy nobody wanted. You know, apparently. I blame the management of, of the Bengals. They have never successfully invested in the offensive line to protect well, they, Joe they, Burrow. They, they, they have they, a poorly rated line every year. They do, but uh, they, they, they have tried to improve it. They have gotten free agents, and they've, they've done efforts. Okay. They, they know their assets there, All but right. they – yeah, bottom line is, if you look at these numbers I just gave you, Dak Prescott, $40 million. Mm-hmm. Tua's going to come in at $45 million. Yeah, that, you know, if... if That's my guess. R- relative to other people and their skill set and what they're getting paid, I agree. Tua is going to come in at 45 to $50 Yeah, yeah. I don't love it. I don't love it either. But... In today's world, not comparing it to our world, which is we would be laughing at that. I say, well, come it's on. a huge amount of money for a, a quarterback with limitations. With limitations, That's how I look at him. but would a would a guy the only a guy that could run quarterback with the only guy that could run? If you look at Brock uh, Purdy, and I don't even know where his salary comes in. It's probably way low. Probably low because he was dra- <laughs> he was the last pick in the draft. He was and he's still living that off, Mister. Uh, yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. Irrelevant, which became Definitely very relevant. Definitely not irrelevant. <laughs> By the way, his passing numbers, if I start going into that, uh, it's astonishing. He's hes one of the best passers in the NFL. Yeah, that's amazing. He's one of the best passers. He's got great coaching, and he's got uh, a lot of talent around him. But he's him. got tremendous talent around him. But he yeah. can really he can really sw- you know, he swing can deliver. that ball around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- that's my first point. So where are we going to go with that? We're going to have – Hondo brought up a great point that we should get get to one more year. Show us, but if Tua comes in and has another great year, we he's going to go in that free market at maybe right. up to fifty five, sixty million. Yeah, it'll be way more. Mm-hmm. Who knows how much higher that's going to go? So, how do you make that strategic decision? Uh, Greer has already come out and said Tua is our long term solution, and which is astonishing that he would say that because I, I thought so too. I'm like, really? You would. As a GM, you would make that declaration now? First of all, what's really funny and kind of ironic that Tua was healthy the whole year and our whole team got injured, it seems like. <laughs> that's it's like that's a bit of irony, The one yes. guy that we were all talking about, yeah. you know, hey, well, is the he going to make it? The reason I predicted us to have a uh, two-game worse prediction than you did is because I believe Tua was going to get hurt behind this offensive line because I didn't think Greer did enough to fix it. Well... And he didn't. He really that didn't. That was clear. He didn't. But Tua did not get hurt behind it. And I give, you know, and, and we all give Butch Berry a lot of credit. And we give Tua a lot of credit. Yes. Tua learned. He developed he, his body. Yeah, he learned he how took, to take hits, how to fall, how, how to, to avoid yeah. contact. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So looking forward uh, with this team, I think we need changes on the coaching level. Yes. And uh, there's, Agree. 
one coach that I strongly recommend that that he should go, and I hate saying somebody should get fired. You know, is their it's job special teams? Special teams. Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to give you that some was like numbers. Coming a mile away. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, if you look at the numbers here, and um, it's, it's it's special teams cost us games this year. Well, one hundred percent. What do you think we were ranked? Including the championship game against the Bills. We were ranked the thirty-first worst special teams in the NFL. I guess, I would have guessed, you know, bottom third. I didn't know it was second worst. Yeah. Well, kickoff co coverage, we were the absolute worst in kickoff co uh, coverage in the NFL. 30.5 yards. Mm -hmm. That's, oof. I mean, you, you hear that, you go like. You know, special teams suckiness speaks to two things usually, mm -hmm. right? One is coaching. Yes. Right, we're talking yes. about that, and the other thing is the depth of talent on your team. Yes. So, because it's it's the the people that are deeper on the team, you know, your third stringers or whatever that are from starting offense or starting defense, uh, they're typically on the special teams. So, mm -hmm. and that's where we've had. So Greer uh, could take a little bit of that. Uh, let me see. Hold on one second. Okay. Yeah, uh, and starting point, uh, we were the worst in the NFL. Starting point what? Uh, field position. Oh. Yeah. So basically, those two, those are the start, the starting point. You know, opponents, I'm, I'm opponents, a little surprised by that one because I like Barrios. I think he was a good acqu acquisition. Uh, I, I trust him. I, 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 it's a. It, Really wasn't him uh, at all. It was the blocking the schemes. opponent's starting yeah. point. Oh, not ours. Oh, I'm sorry. It was from a, punting or or kicking yes. kickoffs. We yep. we were Punts the worst in the NFL. Got it. Because Barrios so did coverage. his job. Yes. Yeah, it was our coverage again. You know, it was. Um, so Grossman, I think. Uh, yeah, Mostly I, coverage, some kicking itself. I have yeah. an issue with that. And then the coach that we got to keep, we all know who that is. That's Mr. Barry. Uh, yeah. By far. Took chicken shit and made chicken salad. Oh, my God. By far. <laughs> that that offensive line, pro football focus, ended the year with us rated number nine in the NFL. That's unreal with all the it's, injuries that we had. It's unreal. And the lack of depth. And 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 the, the fact that we lost our number one acquisition, which, mm -hmm. by the way, it's been one of the criticism we've had of Greer, we haven't we haven't piled on him in a while. Greer loves injured players. Yeah, it's off season, so it's time to talk about. Yeah, Greer. so here, here's <laughs> Greer. Greer, Greer signed him. We all knew this guy had a history of injuries, and it's come through perfectly. Uh, exactly as it was. Exactly. Yeah. So again, do we credit Armstead? Greer? Total stud, total mindset, to, uh, just a beast, but cannot stay healthy ever, ever. And that, that's been the problem, uh, a big problem. I mean, uh, if you look at uh, Barry, by the way, this is a great statistic for, for Barry, uh, Bush Barry. Uh, his record of 11-6 and six in his first year as a coach makes him the third most successful offensive line coach in Miami history. Wow. Is that yeah. crazy? Yeah, when you have a small, you know, test size. I know, but it's kind of cool because he came into yeah. a, a team that wasn't exactly shining. No, we had one of the worst lines. I talked about it all last season, off season, last year, and that's part of my anger with Greer. Is like he didn't draft anybody. He I didn't, think 
And this is Pro Football Focus. This is a great guy. I just had to read. No, this is Pro Football Network. Okay. Okay, Pro Football Focus has his number nine. Pro Football Network says, uh, Jackson has been fantastic on the right side of the line. Yeah, that's... that's, that's who's, Who do we credit that with? Has to be Barry because... Has to be. Yeah, because we had him as a bust. Clear. Clearly. And earning himself a second contract, which he did. Yep. Which was great. Yep. Uh, the Pro Football Focus uh, says, likely... Uh, no other offensive line has dealt with more injuries than Miami. Of course, they go to mention them, uh, mm-hmm. saying that uh, nine different offensive linemen in Miami had more than 390 snaps. And none of our linemen reached 1,000. In retrospect, you have guys like Buffalo, everybody reached 1,000. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Miami That's a key still, to success. Again. Miami still finished. I as, put that on Greer. With the highest passing efficiency rate in the, in the NFL. However, over the last five weeks of the season, they were 16th. Mm. So, yes, we did go back yes, you know, we with did. Connor. As soon as we lost that. our starting center, we had nobody to step into and, that And role. that's, again, the terrible, terrible backup. Because, yeah, no uh, I one. Mean, having How do you poor, not have a backup Eichenberg center? And throwing him. I, Eichenberg, I became a fan of Eichenberg after all this garbage they put him through. Barry was, yeah, coaching him up at, to the best of his. The best that he could. And yeah. Barry's done a real, I mean. Wow. I mean, we, we, we just keep talking about this guy because it's just been incredible when you look yep. at what Lock him in. Lines. Keep yes. him, keep him. And, and Armstead was the league's very best offensive lineman with an 80.9 pro football focus when he was playing. He's always Great. been a stud. He's There's been no question. phenomenal. Yeah, when he's out phenomenal. there. Love him when he's out there. So here's so here's the problem that, we, that we're facing. We are over the cap. Yes, we will probably hope that Armstead we would hate to say it. We... Retire. Know, retires after after June first. Yeah. That'll save us a it's, ton of money. It's so, it's so hard to say those words. We want the the highest PFF rated offensive lineman on our team to retire. <laughs> it, it's it's absolutely crazy, but yeah. uh, we need to have that money, and we need to have a person that's going to be more reliable. And. Uh, Yes, exactly. We probably need to restructure Hill again, make him the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL more, and then use some of those void years, which is a nutty thing that the NFL has that you put a bunch of money in years that the guys won't be there and whatever and make money. Mm. (laughs) So it works, you know, debt gap, but in the future. You're kind of like doing what the government does, just keep passing it forward, and sooner or later somebody will pay the piper. But it won't be us. (sighs) It won't be this year or next year. Uh, but anyway, that's what they're doing. I, like I said, Tua, I believe, will be signed for $45 million. Uh, I want Connor Williams to be re-signed when Armstead reti- retires. Uh, he'll restructured, and I want a big bruising back. Let's talk about Connor Williams for a second. Mm-hmm. You know where I would rather see him than center? A guard? Yeah. yeah because but- he was crushing it at guard, and if we had a true center, Williams has had his issue with snapping far, far less than... Again, Man, Williams, Williams is a stud offensive lineman. William looks looks to me like a freaking hero at any position now. It's like yeah. just just of seeing his when he's gone, what the what the fall off was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we basically went down, you know, hundred percent. Proved his worth. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I want a big bruising back, and I would love Derrick Henry. I don't. I think we could work him out on the cheap and show him if we could show him that we're really a legitimate Super Bowl contender. So you're gonna let Wilson go and replace him with? Oh yes. Henry? Yeah. I'll replace Wilson with anybody. You could replace him with. You yeah. and I. <laughs> I mean, well, it, it, it's just amazing how little we're not we using used them. Yeah. What, what for? We could sit on the bench, do a whole helmet, yeah, mm-hmm. and say, "Yeah, come on, guys, go, go, run, run." 
Because, you know, it's just really, I, I'm making a joke of it, but it's that sad to me to see a guy with that talent. And the way he closed out that game against Dallas, mm -hmm. I was like, wow, you know, yeah. he's healthy. Look how hard he's running. Wow, this guy, yeah. That after that, I don't think he touched the ball again. That's coaching. It's it's it's, it's, it's totally been a coaching. big big problem. And I also want a big receiver. And I've said Ensukama, I love him, but who knows if we can really count on the kid? We, we don't need, know. We yeah. need a big receiver. Uh, some people say we're going to get a tight end, but you know our tight end. If the tight end is a big receiver, you know. But what's the point? That we have a big tight end now. Did we ever target him in the end zone? Yeah, he's not a. He's not the the third leading receiver on our team. Well, he is because he is. he's the only person in that role. But if you put a, a receiving tight end in front of him, but you know what that I, person will get more. You know, Scott, what I love about an offense. Is and an I'm not denigrating Smythe at all. No, no, I love him. He was drafted to be a blocking tight end. Uh, yeah, when, when we drafted Gasecki to be the – by the way, and, Gasecki, yeah. the lowest production ever in his life. In New England. <laughs> he he produced less yeah. than he produced Alex, the first year. Why? Under well I'm gonna ask you why. Well I'm it's gonna, obvious answer. Well my, my opinion is because he's a piece of junk team, but what, <laughs> what's your opinion? the worst quarterbacks. The I worst. Mean, the, the, yeah. I don't know, the Jets. Well, okay, maybe second worst. We yeah. were blessed with a division that it was a joke of quarterbacks. Except and for Allen, who's the best. And we had yeah. Allen, yeah, which yeah. is, you know, top three, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but We're all so afraid of the Aaron Rodgers and the New York media hype and stuff. Never and happened. Never happened. But what we but but we moving forward, we need to we need to get a big receiver. If I see one more fade to a five foot six receiver. What a dumb call that is. I'm done. I mean, we've we've said it all season, so we got to get a big receiver that we can target back that in there. We need a tight end maybe that can catch the ball down the field, stretch it. Mm -hmm. uh, we need a bruising back. Our, our offense, what I what I love about an offense is always and and the key, the ultimate key is that we need a play caller. We need an offensive coordinator. But that's not going to happen with a sense of uh, understanding the rhythm of the game. Somebody who's and can adjust what's happening and, and makes adjust. adjustments. That's the key. Yes. I swear he's got like some pre-programmed list of stuff that, and he's okay, just I, randomly I'm gonna take calling it, I'm going to take it one step further. I love our timing offense, but I can tell you right now. There's circumstances where it's perfect. I, I can tell you right but now. But you got to be more than that. We're not going to win a Super Bowl ever with Correct. just this timing little offense. Correct. Okay. Yep. We need an offense that's going to be able to, to travel well. Yeah. Uh, an offense is going to be able to work in different environments. An offense right? and an offensive I mean, play caller. Right. Who can make adjustments for and, weather and, and offense, for what the defense and is. And here's my key. No, wait, wait. Sorry, Scott. But sorry. One thing that's just been bugging the shit out of me. Uh, get an offense that can actually not be funneled through one guy. Yeah. Because I got to tell you, that's worked great. If that one guy never gets hurt and if the world is perfect and you play a bunch of defenses that are boneheads that yeah. don't know how to stop it and mm -hmm. go man to man with that guy, you know, yeah, you just but, keep going to it. But if you keep going to it, teams will adjust. Now I want to see a team that actually, you know, like every, every team that we ever seen this really excels. He said, you don't know who their main receivers are because they, everybody gets the ball. San Francisco. Is it going to be a Yuke or is it going to be what's his name? Um, the other oh the guy Samuel. That runs D yeah. Debo Debo yeah. Debo Samuel yeah is it a Yuke 
or Debo Samuels. I mean, we don't know. Or Christian McCaffrey. Or McCaffrey. Who they, they throw to. They throw a lot to yeah. him. Or could, once in and a while. It's, and it's not just bubble screens. And then once in a while you have the, that little 85. Yeah. You know, they have a very good tight end, and he goes nuts, and he starts catching balls left and right. So mm -hmm. the thing is that they have weapons, and they use all those weapons. We have a weapon. Once in a while, we, we, we know, yes, we use, uh, you know, Waddle, and Waddle gets 1,000 yards. Yeah. Waddle's a great number two. A great number two, but there are times that I don't even know if he's on the field. Yeah. I have no idea. Why aren't we throwing to him? So we, we really – I'd like to see a balanced offense. I'd like to see an offense that, that – can actually travel and that the only way that's going to happen if we if we change and we get a bru i think a, a bruiser running back i mean they say brooks but i don't know man Do, was he good is he I your mean, son says brooks well a lot of people like i like i haven't seen enough of him to, i haven't said yeah. who knows is he fumbleitis who knows yeah we have no idea because we we ha we were just funneling through basically two or three people in our offense mm -hmm. that's it yeah so are we better than we were? Yes. Are we going to win a Super Bowl next year? I don't think so. Unless we take giant Not steps. Without, right. Gigantic two things, steps. Right? Some significant change mm -hmm. in the right places. And plugging some holes. Or, or <laughs> it's two things. It's a change in coaching. And that coaching could be a different person in the OC role, or it could be McDaniel making a gigantic step forward. Okay, I, I'm not believing in McDaniel at the moment. So draft happens today. Would you want to see us take an old lineman or defensive back, a cornerback? Whoever's better. Me too. Yeah. But boy, I I really think those two positions again mm -hmm. are glaring. Again, yes, for sure, are glaring. Yep. And we don't have a ton of money. I don't think we've mortgaged our future, like people have said. I don't really believe that. My fear and my biggest concern is Tua. Yeah. Because Tua, I think... For I think six could, years of doing this podcast, and for many years before we did a podcast, we've shared a philosophy. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And that philosophy is you should be drafting a quarterback every, every year. year. And we haven't. Yep. And that doesn't mean first, second, or maybe even third round. But you're looking for guys that have the potential to try and find that next Tom Brady, to try and find Purdy, Brock Purdy. To try. Purdy has exactly. been damn good. Exactly. Because those people exist. They do. And you just got to keep taking a crack in order to get a chance at getting one of them. Which our team, for some reason, has never really had that philosophy. Like right now, if... If Tua years. gets hurt, how far of a drop-off are we between Tua and our number two quarterback? Mike White? I think we're okay I with I think it's Mike a million White, miles. But the biggest problem I saw is our our offense, if it's if it's predicated to be run the way Tua is, yeah, how if it's the timing. Hell, yeah, how is – yes. Uh -huh. No one can do that. Timing Very few quarterbacks can exactly. do that. Exactly. That's his strength. That's. I mean, I don't even think – uh, Allen can do that, to be honest with this you. Is, <laughs> this is one of the positive things of McDee. I don't know if we – I mean, we sort of surface mentioned it, but where he excels, where he is absolutely fantastic, is designing plays, designing the offense, and featuring the people to show their strengths. Mm -hmm. He's excellent. All of the motion – 
stuff was to free up Tyreek and to be able to see what the defense was doing, right? That's mm-hmm. what motion gives you is a, a, a little bit of a look to see what defense your opponents are in. And, so. and, and you know, looking at our numbers, Scott, Mozart had a thousand yards rushing, mm-hmm. which you know we it's incredible, incredible. A Chang had eight hundred, and had he stayed healthy, he would have had a thousand. And he had less than half the carries of Mozart. I know Mozart had two hundred and nine. He had a hundred and three. Yeah, well, and it was eight hundred to a thousand twelve. Yeah, wow. So if you doubled that, he'd had sixteen hundred. And, and, and most, if I told you, well, most of them, he must have had a shitty average. 4.8 yards. I know. I'll take and it. And the other guy Any had 7.8, which is absurd. Yep. And then this uh, Wilson guy who we should cut had a 4.6 average. <laughs> it's, it's, it's inexplicable. It really is. How does a run coordinator not run the ball? God, I don't even want to hear it that. It just doesn't that's, make it's, sense. It's offensive. That's where he came And then, from. But, 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 but he became a passing coordinator. We say he was probably a closet you know, passing coordinator. Yeah. And here Closet he is. Madden player. Yeah. 1,800 yards just about for Hill, 1,799. Waddle, 1,014. But then the drop-off is so dramatic. Smite, 366 yards, 296 for Wilson. Barrios, 238. A-Chain, yeah, it comes in again. A-Chain, 197. Uh, I think we're not, you know, like I said, we have the players. I think we, we have to... We have to get that offensive line and defensive back. Now, defensive back, we a lot of talks about Cam Smith. and uh, Rightly so. Listening to Second-round draft pick. Who really did not perform. We played, like, what, Didn't 17 play. snaps? Yeah. Yep, he the whole season. Special team he played. And, and we desperately needed a corner. Second half of the season more than ever. And the story that I heard, it was that then confirmed that he was showing up late to meetings. His dedication was an issue, and his professionalism. He wasn't ready to be a pro. Hopefully, he's learned, but I do not blame our coach. I'm, I am one of those guys that, and you are, you know, we share a lot of this. Is I, and a, a little thing that kind of pisses me off is seeing McDaniel always so happy and go lucky with guys. You know, everything's okay. When, you know, when our offense makes the mistakes that my, we did. Yeah. Am I, am I your leader or am I your buddy? Exactly. He's, and, and, he's very buddy-buddy. He's very buddy-buddy. And these guys, if you look at the last game, we had so many so many times. I mean, again, we went. It's when we did like our we podcast at the right? time that McDaniel was hired, I expressed a concern about him and why I didn't think that he would be a successful head coach. Mm-hmm. And that was his demeanor. Is that he, I saw him. I saw the way he talked. I saw the way he held himself. I saw the way he presented. And I did not think... It did not, in any circumstance, say this guy is a leader. Well, here's what we're old, so maybe our you, concept of leadership what a, what a leader does is different. Let me tell you statistics that are interesting. Last game, yeah. Mozart runs eight carries for thirty-three yards. Tua three carries for twenty-five yards. Mm-hmm. Those are our two leading rushes. Yeah, that's okay. unbelievable. You have Pacheco on the other side, twenty-four carries. 24 committed carries to the run. is six more than our entire team did, including two of us runs. Committed to the run. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, uh, Clyde Edward with seven. More carries than Aishan. Their coach is so many light years beyond our coach. No, but did, did you follow that? Yes, it, I did. Freaking. I saw it. 
unbelievable. And, and Mahomes, 20, 41 yards on two carries. Mm-hmm. Right when he needed to, he ran. And, and we, which was, by the way, one of the most pathetic plays I've ever seen in my life was when Riley tried to like do touch football with him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, just, I just didn't even get mad. I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, well, I'm I fried. mean, both of us were kind of done when we lost to the Bills. Because that was, I mean, honestly, I was super emotionally invested when we were playing the Bills for the championship. Oh, me too. I wanted and the to disappointment see that from that was so severe that even at my age, even at everything that I've seen after all of these years of watching the Dolphins, I had to emotionally disconnect that effort. And man. so when I uh, I knew we weren't going to win in Kansas City, I would have never paid a cent to go there and experience that awfulness. And I sat on my couch with a beer and just sipped at it, and it was half in- as engaged as I normally am. So I didn't expect us to win, but I did I wanted expe- us to. I-, I expected us to fight. And we didn't. And we didn't. And, yeah. and that's been the problem. We fought on one side of the, the ball. The defense fought. And, and, but, but when I look but at But they the- were out there all the time. <laughs> yeah, the time of possession, you don't even want to look at it. Yeah, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's so true. obvious. It's just so incredibly obvious. No, it, it was a, a difficult afternoon for Miami mm-hmm. and for many reasons. Uh, but our, our, our total offense, total defense, I mean, they held the ball for 34 minutes. We held it for 26. Now the differentiation is not as severe as I thought it would was no. going to be. No, it was, it's not as bad. When you have 13 first downs and they have 25. Yeah. I mean, that's the, yeah. I, w- I was keeping tabs of this. I didn't read it anywhere. This so uh, People kept saying like, the Dolphins have such a great offense. They have the number one offense. How does this offense go three and out no, this not, many times? How does this offense convert one of 18 of our last uh, third down conversions? Yeah. By the time we converted, we didn't convert ones, one in the Bills game. Zero. Mm. By the time we made a conversion, it was in garbage time against Kansas City. It was like 10 minutes left in the game, 10 yeah. minutes left in the game. Look, guy, we, we have issues. We know we do. Can we correct these issues? Is Greer the guy to do it? I have questions. I still have questions on all that. Greer can manage Some people money. love him and think he's the greatest GM we ever had. Well, I mean. I the, see that. The, the greatest GM has been with us, the, the team for 20-some years, and we've never won a game, a playoff game in those all those years that he's been affiliated with us. That's right. That's all I'm I with know. you. That's yeah. all I know. Yeah. I mean, is he a great GM? No. I don't think so. Is is, is he is a my, mediocre GM? That's what we've yeah, always said. Yeah, he's middle of the road. Yeah. And we've been, we we got middle of the road performance this year. Mm-hmm. We did get 11 victories, which is better than we've had in a long time. But we need to get lucky on some very good What traffic. about these fantastic trades where he got all this value? What about... All the money he was able to save as a money manager. What about blah, blah, blah? Well, Some 40 his, man, money manager, yeah. he's one of the three worst teams with the cap yeah. in the NFL. So, yeah, I'm just puppeting all these things. No, I but I'm just saying, I, I know him. I know you are, but addressing those and, and the trades, he's made some very good trades, yeah. at least getting assets. He, we he, even talked about Hill, like Tyreek Hill. We got the best receiver. He was our cheat code for half the season or more. You know, fantastic player, but what was the cost? It's expensive. The depth. It was expensive. The depth that could have been depth in the line, could have been, you know, all of these other things. And it things shows that we gave on our team. It, it shows, shows. It shows. Yeah. It shows. But we, we have a year now that if we if we get a, that offensive lineman, that young stud, get ourselves another corner, 
you know, free agency is going to be there. We're going to restructure Hill. We're going to have to restructure some of these studs, maybe Shub again. I don't know. We did it last year, right? I Shub. think so, yeah. So he's off the question, off the off the table, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but Hill isn't. I mean, Hill, Will he? Of course. Yeah, okay. Because when you restructure, you you guarantee even more money and throw, you know, give him more money. <laughs> you know, he'll be yeah. like, okay, I'll take more money. Less in the short term. all the term, kids Hill's getting over the long With all those rumors of him having a kid in every corner in Miami, he, yeah. need, he needs and more plus money. Plus his house burned down. Plus, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he needs money. He needs a, he needs a couple of dollars. I'm sure he had insurance. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, listen, as, as, what, let me ask you this, Scott, in closing. Was it a successful season for you? That's a tough question. Because if you ask me that at the beginning of the season, okay, I'm going to say no. And here's why. Because I, I expected us, our step forward would to, to be to win a playoff game. And now, because of Detroit's win, we are the team with the longest drought I kept in the telling NFL. Our, I kept telling our group, stop win. cheering for the Lions. But you know yeah. what? We deserve to be there. Yeah. They, 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 they're... Those guys, you know, I'm kind of happy, you know, because we are happy. I'm kind of happy. Yeah, we we have to go forward from here. We are where we are. And we had 11 wins. We could backslide from that easily. We could. So we could. My question, I, do, you think, the Fangio, do you think Fangio is going to be happy with McDaniel? Or do you think this year he's like, oh, I think I've had enough of this? They are two different, vastly different Which personalities. Which is good, right? In a way. Well, if they can work together, then one person, they make a... Let me put it this way. Yeah, they're opposites. Scott, I don't see uh, McDaniel going into the room and saying, listen, Fangio. Uh, I, Ever. I, I, I see Fangio yeah. running his boat, say, Dan, you know, McDaniel, get the F out of my way. I got to get this shit done. Yeah. And, and he's doing his thing. It's almost a... I, I see them almost as Buddy Ryan back in the day with his relationship with Ryan and um, and uh, Dicka, mm. they ha they hated each other, but they got it done. They got it done. He, yeah. I mean, he, he punched him one day, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I I could I could see Fangio punching you know McDaniel, you know, get that, get out of my face, uh, but yeah, I I they got it done. Wasn't it they, Buddy Ryan that punched Eric Fisher? Oh, was it that or was it Dicka? I thought it was. Uh, Dicka it wasn't Dicka. No, they hated each other. It was other. Fisher. Well, they also he hated him too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was multiple punches. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, maybe we got the wrong punch. But yeah. the thing is, listen, it, it 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 if these two guys don't get along, that's fantastic. As long as we win. Yeah. That's W's the line. and the W's did not come. Uh, we ended up the season with three losses that were bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One worse beat than downs. the other. Yeah. You know, it's it's so scoreboard. The Bills game was not a beatdown. But uh, what ha what I saw in the game was a beatdown. So they outcoached us. They outlucked us. No, they outcoached us. Well, okay, special teams certainly. I mean that was that return well, was the backbreaker. No, but they they came they came out the second half and said we're gonna stop we're gonna stop everything you're doing. They did. They did. Yeah. And they 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 outcoached us in that position, and that's we're never going to go forward until we start outcoaching our opponents. Yes, and that, see what they're doing, make an adjustment. And I think I and I think McDaniel, it's hopefully our hope is that he grows and grows and grows and dance is done, and that we 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 become a more balanced offense, an offense that's not so dependent on the timing like we discuss. 
That's it. Has to be more than just timing. It's gonna be a fun off season, man. It starts pretty soon now. You know. It does. We now start the free agency, and then we're a month soon, away. Then the draft. Yeah. Well, I mean, less than a month. We first have to suffer through the stress of the Bills winning a championship. Oh. I That's the, probably the most stressful thing, Dolphins, that we have. We got to put all our cosmic energy into the Bills sucking and Allen showing up. Bad Allen. Yeah, bad Allen Please. showing up. Good and, Mahomes showing up. And, and and it's so crazy that we have to root for Kansas City. <sighs> but it's better than the alternative. Yeah, otherwise the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. Actually, you know who I think is going to take them a, down? A, the Ravens. Six and, oh, I keep forgetting about the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to stomp everyone in sight, to be The Ravens are going to take those guys down big time. Yeah. And soon we're going to have Jim Harbaugh coaching somewhere. That's right. That's right. And that's He's gonna, interviewing. And he did – I thought he did a good job at San Francisco. I think so too. He turned and, them and, around, and he left. And he it took him a decade, but he turned Michigan around and won, won a national he, championship. He won a national. He's a winner. Those guys will take it. Yep. Those guys will take it. Well, Scotty, it's been fun, man. It was a good year, better than than some people thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, me. You know, you, but uh, disappointing nonetheless. In the end, in yeah. The end. So let, let's see if these these guys can turn it around and. Uh, do you see any other major changes in our in our coaching staff besides what I said? I think our special team coach will be a sacrifice. I I totally Sooner agree. Or later. I mean, everyone out there is calling for his head at this point. <laughs> we did last Every, year. Yeah, we did. We said that uh, we was were surprised when he year. was retained. And, yep. Um, they said it wasn't his fault. Then whose is it? I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't it's his the fault. depth of we talent. Were, we were if it's bad. Not his fault. We were and bad. That makes it Greer's fault. Yep. And Greer does doesn't show like he's ever going to go anywhere. He yeah. seems like a permanent fixture. Our our special team hasn't been special for a long time. So these close games, and we said it before this game. We said we did. You know, we got to be careful. Special teams could make a difference, and mm -hmm. they did. And they did. We're talking about the Buffalo game. Yep. Uh, now you know, moving forward, I think that's the biggest one. And I pray. I got to ask you a question mm -hmm. to close this out too. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll, we'll test your emotional fortitude. Okay. Have you watched the last two episodes of Hard Knocks? No. Nope. Me either. I nope. couldn't do it. Not only have I haven't watched them, I, I don't probably... Start, I don't want to start hating McD. Because when I see him dropping all the F-bombs in his sweatpants and looking like a punk and talking like a punk, I, I dislike <laughs> that. And now that he's lost, I'm like, I, I'm just going to point my finger and say, you're not a leader. Get... The fuck out. So. Yeah, I haven't watched it because really, um, <clears throat> it's like I've seen that movie. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's nothing. I wish that we never done that. Do you that think it was a curse? Thing. No. The only curse is that we can't call freaking plays like we need to. Yeah. Uh, the curse is when I you agree. can't adjust. That's the curse. It, it really, with the type of talent this team has, and I know we had our injuries, mm -hmm. but we, we were not ready for the task. That's and that's correct. the curse to yep. me. When we are ready, we're going to do what other teams have done to us. I, 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 may I remind you that we lost to a, a Tennessee team that had their two best edge rushers out. Yeah. Their offensive and line And they were on the decimated. third-string quarterback. Third-string quarterback. Uh, yeah. Rookie. Yeah. Partner, but yeah. Rookie. Yep. Uh, decimated offensive line and their safety gone. And they... They took it to us. So it's it's all in about the last two minutes of the game. I it's can't stand all it. about coaching, man. Yeah, it is. It's, it really is. Their coach was he wanted on national television to win that game more than we did. Yep. And he's still out of a job. And he's still out of a job like yep. the rest of these. 
things. Well, let's go, Dolphins. They're going to have to do it. And listen, let's be ready. I think next year we do a couple of moves. Uh, it's going to be an interesting offseason, man. We're going to have to come back when this, this we'll, thing. We'll watch it. I think our next episode will either be, hey, there's some big free agency news and coaching changes that we want to talk about, mm -hmm. or pre-draft. We'll get your son involved with that because he he's these an, days he's awesome. does way more homework than we do. He's good. He always picks so, the right people, too. Yep. Yep. If, if it was up to him, we would have had a really good team with us. So we, I think we he'd make a good scout. He would be great. He would be really good. Anyway, well, season's over, man. Another one bites the dust. All right, man. Okay. Three, two, one. Go, Go Dolphins! Dolphins. Two Old Dolphins Podcast is proud to be a member of the Dolphins Talk Podcast Network. In addition to our website at twooldolfans.com, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and many more, we can also be found at dolphinstalk.com. We have a sponsor we'd like to thank, Sawbox Music Company, makers of eclectic stringed instruments boutique tube amplifiers, and custom portable music devices. Check them out at sawboxguitars.com. That's S-A-W-B-O-X-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.com. Or find them on Facebook. You can reach out to us through our website and email address that's there. Or find us on Twitter where we're very active. Uh, we have an Instagram account that we post to occasionally and uh, a Facebook page. Our podcast contains the music of two bands. We'd like to thank the original Tartanic drum and bagpipe champions. You can find their music and more at Tartanic.net. A huge shout out to Rick DeJesus and the boys of Adelitas Way. Can't thank them enough for allowing us to use their kick-ass rock in our podcast. You can find them everywhere. Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Spotify. And make sure to catch them when they're touring because they are the best.